Hey, we're Todd and Kristen. Join us as we learn to become fearless in love. Well, welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast. We're glad that you have joined us and we have some very special guests with us today. And uh, this is something new for us. Actually, I think you are our first guest. So (laughs) we are typically just doing this ourselves. So we are glad that you have joined us. We have Dr. Glenn Hill and his wife, Phyllis. And Glenn is a marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And Glenn and Phyllis together have uh, developed and wrote a book called The Connection Codes and, and developed really a whole process around that that has really helped a lot of people learning how to connect. And so We have been talking about flourishing in relationship, and in the uh, few episodes ago, we talked about how connection is such an important part of flourishing in relationship, and the Connection Codes actually has been something that has been super powerful in our lives in helping us learn how to connect with each other and share emotions with each other Yes, that uh, we really had never done before in Mm -hmm. 33 years of marriage. and yes. Six years of dating before that, and <laughs> we we kind of mm-hmm. tended to really tiptoe around our emotions, mm-hmm. and so this tool was introduced to us, and and it's been super powerful. And we read the book. They have a, a master class and a, a late night that is focused around sexuality. We've actually done all of those as well. And so, <laughs> Glenn and Phyllis, thank you so much for joining us. We are really glad to have yes. you. Wow. Well, thank you for having us. It's our thrill always Mm -hmm. to be on podcasts and uh, to be able to tell our story and, you know, kind of where we're starting today with just how we had the, what we thought was the perfect beginning, you Mm -hmm. know, from our dating years into our actual planning of our wedding. And sadly, we disconnected on our honeymoon and we really had a long time before we ever recovered from that. And what we have found over the years is that our story is not that different from a lot of people's stories. Right. And we did not know how to get the help that we needed. And it led Glenn down the road of research, which he always was that kind of person and just reading every book possible out there. And we're talking in the eighties. So that kind Mm -hmm. of gives you a time frame. when we got married was 1982 and just, there wasn't a lot. There was not a lot. There were not podcasts. You couldn't Google anything. And it was much harder to find help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, even before we were married, we did not uh, have a lot of people speaking into our life mm-hmm. as far as just relational. Right. And, you know, we so we kind of made up our own list of things that we thought were important. Um, and we thought that's all we needed. So, you know, we really did wound each other so Mm. much in those early years, not intentionally, but without knowing and just learning to, to live together, learning to navigate that was quite challenging for Mm us. A lot of pain in those early years because of just not understanding things. And, you know, I, I would say even to today, there's a lot of things out there that help us to know ourselves better, the Enneagrams. It's a great way to understand yourself. Uh, love languages, it's kind of a great way to learn how to express what your needs are in, in that. But it none of that leads to conflict, conquering conflict. Mm-hmm. And we still fight, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, how can we live in a place where that is not happening? And, you know, that is for us, I think, has been 
we've been married 40 years. It's mm-hmm. been a journey that we've been on mm-hmm. for decades in trying to understand what disconnects us and what connects us. Yes. And that is what most of Glenn's research has been about. Yeah, and I was so driven because 24 hours before our wedding, we were excited about the happily ever after. And 48 hours after our wedding, we were like, what the heck just happened? Because we just signed a 70-year contract. And uh, Although at that point I was hoping it'd be sooner. Um, and I just couldn't believe it. It's like, how is this possible? Uh, this was not a slow uh, shift. This was drastic mm. and immediate. And even for people that it is a slow shift, that's not what they planned. I've never been to the wedding where they're like, you know, we'll be madly in love for six months or two years or whatever, and then we'll dissipate into some level of blondness. I've never heard that as part of the wedding vows. Right. So it doesn't make sense. And I just could mm. not believe that it was even possible, much less happening to us because mm-hmm. we had every intention of this being a great relationship. And, and we're faith-based, and I believe that God is behind marriage. And I thought, what a crappy practical joke, this whole marriage thing. You know, I had mm-hmm. no idea that we were being set up and scammed. So I was just on a mission. Uh, and, and again, we were busy. You know, we ended up uh, having children early. I was a contractor, I worked hard, uh, kept our babies, you know, uh, from starving uh, to death. So, uh, but I was focused the whole time that there had to be some way to figure this thing out, which again, took us over 20 years uh, mm-hmm. to even get a clue uh, about it. But we eventually did. And that fast forwarding many years is what has led us to what we now call the connection codes. And we are passionate about this because we live it and it blows yes. our minds. Yes that this is possible because we remember the pain. We remember Mm. living in Mm. disconnect day after day, after week, after month, after year, after year, after decade. So we're just startled that this is even possible. And it's really, really exciting, but we found the cure for relational cancer. Uh, Mm. And so we have to get this publicized. Mm. Well, one of the stories that we love to tell, which when it happened in our life, we'd never realized what a huge turning Mm. point this would be for us. But I think for so long, we thought if we just got the the practicals of life down pat, you know, which is all about the logistics, mm-hmm. we would fight over logistics. And I think most couples do. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we laugh about it. And comedians are always talking about just those little things, the dirty cup that's left in the sink, mm-hmm. the, the shoes that are left on the floor. And, you know, we can laugh, but we know how much pain that pair of shoes has caused in our marriage. And those are the little things that we fight about. And so those are logistical. And for us, uh, we call it the dishwasher story mm-hmm. where uh, Glenn would unload the dishwasher and I would say, oh, babe, thanks for unloading the dishwasher, mm-hmm. which in my mind was always the appropriate mm-hmm. response was right. thanks for unloading the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. But Glenn would not respond with you're welcome. He would respond with, something like, well, that's not the only thing I've done today. Mm-hmm. And it was like we were off to the races. Yeah. And I had several options at that point. I could either roll my eyes and just be quiet. I could say something back in response, which I often did, like, could you just say you're welcome? And, you know, that's what normal people do, mm-hmm. um, which was so insulting to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that dance over and mm-hmm. over so many times. And this particular time, and I would say at this point we'd been married close to 20 years, Yeah. and uh, it was another one of those where we were in the kitchen, and I 
went to do something and I realized he'd unloaded the dishwasher and I said, oh, babe, thanks for unloading the dishwasher. And he said, well, it's not like the only thing I did today. And I turned to him and I said, what do you hear me say mm. when I say thank you? Yeah. What, what happens for you? Mm. And, yeah, what we didn't realize is that Mm. I live with one of the most productive people on the planet. She lives with one of the lesser productive people on the planet. I'm a lot of fun to have around, but uh, I just struggle getting things done. She gets more done in 10 minutes than most people do in an hour, more stuff than I get done in a day. So when she would mm-hmm. say, thanks for loading the dishwasher, it felt to me like she was making a big deal out of a small thing, that mm. she was making fun of me, that she okay. and it was demeaning and yeah. uh, you know, even humiliating which that had nothing to do with Phyllis. None of that was within her. That's just what was happening within me. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Phyllis was certainly not wrong to say thanks for loading the dishwasher. But I wasn't really wrong to experience what I was experiencing. I wasn't trying to experience that. And because Phyllis slowed down and found out what was happening uh, for me, and I always say I'm the educated one, Phyllis is the smart one. Uh, I do all the hard work, the research and the theory, and then she actually makes things make sense. And Virtually all, if not all of the benchmarks in our relationship were things that she figured out and shifted. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, she thought, well, what the heck? It never works anyway, so I'll try something different, Mm. which didn't sound fun because I was being a jerk. I was just like, you know, well, you don't have to make such a big deal about it. And, of course, she's thinking, what big deal? What the heck's the big deal? I said, thanks for loading the dishwasher, (laughs) which is how she normally uh, responded in, in what we call the cycle that turns into a cyclone uh, would, would begin. Mm-hmm. And in that moment she thought, well, let me just try something different. If it doesn't work, so what? It doesn't work anyway. And, uh, she slowed us down wow. and she found out what was happening wow. with her partner. And when she found that out, it totally changed mm-hmm. her perspective and what was wow. happening. For her. Yeah. So that was the first it, moment that you, that you discovered the what's happening for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I had not heard that part of your story. That's amazing. So, yeah. So what happened in you, Glenn, then when she asked you, what's really happening for you? Well, I, and I told her the, the three paragraphs that I heard in that one sentence, wow. thanks for loading the dishwasher. And that totally changed her mm-hmm. perspective because she realized I was not doing this just to be a jerk. I was doing it because she had just insulted me. Mm. She had just made fun of me. She had just demeaned me uh, kind of to the, the universe, not that there was anybody else in the, the room. Right. That was what I was experiencing. And once she found out what I was experiencing, which again, didn't make it right that I would be rude to her. I'm not defending mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but she understood that something else was happening for her partner and that changed, mm-hmm. shifted the whole dynamic for us. Wow. Yeah, it was huge because wow. uh, in that moment, I realized that what was happening in his brain, his mm-hmm. body, his mind really had nothing to do with me, even though it was all about me. And, you know, for a long time, I, I thought, you know, there's, it's like there's other people in the room mm. speaking, but I'm really mm. the only one in the room. And mm. it was wow. like things were being said that I wasn't saying, but he was reacting as though I was saying them. Right. And, you know, I think in that moment, it was so huge because I had a lot of compassion then mm. for, what he was experiencing and and i you know it was it was through that that i was able to say things like what do you need like Mm -hmm. but it also just melted us because he was so vulnerable in sharing what was happening for him what he heard me say and 
I didn't, I didn't respond in a way of like, well, that's not what I meant or, Mm -hmm. well, that's ridiculous. I didn't, I really melted into him and made space to hear what he was experiencing. Yeah. And that was also the first ooh of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Cause once I told her those three Mm -hmm. paragraphs, she said, Oh, no wonder yeah. you don't say you're welcome. Who who would respond with a you're welcome to an insult? Who would wow. uh, respond with you're welcome to an attack? And again, for years and probably 20 or so years, she didn't know that she was attacking me. And again, this is not a Phyllis thing. This had nothing to do mm-hmm. with Phyllis, even though it was all about Phyllis. This is <laughs> right. what was happening inside of mm-hmm. Glenn. Right. And that shifted our dynamic dramatically that one day. And again, it's not yes. that we perfect at that point right but it introduced a whole new uh possibility uh of us oh, connecting. Yeah. Mm. it was so huge mm. because prior, prior to that i felt like we lived in a courtroom mm. where we were constantly standing in front of a judge trying to prove that we were right or prove that the other one was wrong right. and uh you know we would bring our evidence to the mm. to the courtroom and and it was always so exhausting. And even if I walked away going, okay, great. I proved I I was right. We were not connected through that. Like it was as though we were two wounded soldiers walking out of a courtroom. And, you know, we saw that all around us, even with our friends. And after that moment with the dishwasher Mm. and, and I started then noticing it in friends. Like we were, we had a really close friend group Mm. during those years and we would start seeing and, and then even introducing them to that idea. Like, let's say there was four of us sitting around us with another couple and they were talking about a fight they'd had. And I, I would just turn to one of them and say, and I would say, well, what did you hear her say? Or what did you hear him say? Or what, what happened for you in that moment? And then they would both like their eyes would get big and they would both feel like, like the way they would respond would be kind of like, well, that's the craziest question anyone's ever asked because always we're trying to just get to the logistics. Who said what? And well, whose shoes were they? Well, who left the dirty cup in the sink? And it was all about the logistics. But that question, Mm. people would just look at like, oh my word. And then they would share and we would witness over and over couples melting into each yeah. other. Yeah. And we would just quietly sit and yeah. watch and listen to them share what they were actually experiencing. Mm. And yeah. for us, this was the beginning of all this research of, wow, we thought it was all about logistics. Mm. Yeah. And that if people could just get along in a house where everybody follows the rules, right. somebody makes the rules, like don't ever leave the shoes in the middle of the walkway. Mm. That's one of the rules. Like if you could just all obey the rules, we're yeah. going to all get along. Mm. And that's not real life. We know that. Um, I think that's why comedians make such huge jokes about it because mm. it's what people fight about is those mm-hmm. little things. And they become pebbles in your shoe that about destroy your feet because Mm. that's what the thing, that's the pain point in your marriage. Rarely is it huge things Mm -hmm. and whatever that is, someone judges even what a huge thing is. Mm. Right. And it's like we miss each other Mm -hmm. because we don't get to the core of what's really happening. And so this was so transformative in our relationship that then, uh, in that season is when I encourage Glenn to go back to school and really devote time 
to this research wow. and which he did. And it, it's just been wow. phenomenal how his research, which led into a private practice. So he had clients that he was also mm. seeing on a daily basis as far as the transformation mm. of how when you take it out of a courtroom, yeah. you take it out of the logistics yeah. and you really connect with what the other person is experiencing, mm. it really changes everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I do have to mention that because uh, this is another one of those benchmarks. It was around that time, the 2000s, where one day Phyllis said, babe, as hard as you work, we should be rich. And we're not rich. So we got to make a change. Mm. And she made me quit working, which stuns me. Uh, I just don't know a lot of men. They're like, my wife made me quit working. <laughs> right. said, money. You go back mm. to school full time, go crazy with it. Wow. <laughs> it allowed me to start researching mm-hmm. and to, to figure this out. And my initial goal was just to figure out what causes people to disconnect. Uh, because I just couldn't believe it. It's like, this doesn't make sense. Bride and groom, wedding day, happily ever after, they're all set. And then they're disconnected either quickly, immediately, six months, a year, whatever. And uh, so I just started observing interactions, initially just with married, you know, uh, partnered pairs, and just observing and then started piecing together what it was that caused them to disconnect. Again, Phyllis being the smart one, she said, uh, well, wait, the goal is not to figure out what causes people to disconnect. We want to figure out what causes people to connect. Mm. And she said, what if we switch it around, reverse it? Mm. And she was right. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was my next point, which it wasn't. Um, <laughs> she was like, wait, you mean we yeah. could actually help people connect wow. deeply, which is what they wanted on their mm. wedding day. Right. And I'm like, well, dang. And she well, was right. Yes. You know, part of it, just going back to the dishwasher story, when realizing that me asking what's happening for you, you know, what do you hear? Uh, and the, ooh, like for me, when he responded to that question, I did not defend myself mm. or try to tell him how wrong he was right. or how stupid that was or whatever. I just was like, oh, which is that what we call the ooh. Yes. And then with that is that next phrase that we began using so much, which, which was, I have really missed this, Yeah, which I had all yeah. these years. I, in my mind, saying thank you to someone mm-hmm. is a kind thing to do. Right. So me saying thank you for unloading the dishwasher, didn't it didn't make any sense to me that right. that yeah. led to conflict, that that led to pain. Right. And so once I learned that, and then for me to respond with, I've missed that, with even that wording, mm. it didn't. I didn't miss it because I'm dumb. I missed it because he had never shared it with me. And I missed it because I didn't know that was what was happening. Yeah. And when we slowed it down and took it out of the courtroom, yeah. uh, I always visualize a courtroom when I say that. And then I visualize like a courtyard or a playground where you just go sit with a friend, mm. you know? And and so it was like we took it out of the courtroom and we put it in a courtyard wow. where we were just sitting on a bench together. Mm. And I wanted to know what's happening for you. And then for me to be able to go, you know, I've really missed this. Mm. Washed over him yes. because then he felt so validated. Yes. Mm. Like, oh, Understood. She, she yes. sees me. Yes. She understands me. Mm. She's not judging me. And it was such a beautiful time in our lives that it was crazy. Now, again, there isn't a caveat because we had already wounded each other so, so much that there was a lot of trauma responses, a lot of trauma triggers that continued to happen. But even in that, 
those phrases worked so much. Yeah. Like if I could see Glenn responding in a way that wasn't quite making sense to me, which was a trigger of a trauma, I would say, Ooh, babe, what's happening with you? What am I missing? Mm -hmm. Which always is such a great way to slow somebody down. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and often when we are, when we get slowed down, we have a, t a moment of inner reflection mm. where we go, oh, yeah, what is happening with me? Right. And you know how that is. We can get a, on a train that it go is going mm. so fast mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it's like the damage that can get done mm -hmm. in a few seconds mm -hmm. is unbelievable. But if we yes. can slow each other down and go, oof, what's happening yes. with you? I think I've missed something. Mm. It causes the other person to slow down and go, hmm, what is happening with me? Right, and the power of saying I missed it is simply that you're not you're not attacking. I, Phyllis could have said to me in that moment, "You need to, you need to explain yourself better because you're not making any sense." Mm. Well, there's no way in the world you can yeah. sell that to anybody. Yeah, uh, and she would have been totally correct and absolutely wrong. She'd been totally correct <laughs> as far as the content, the information to say, Glenn, that's ridiculous, that's absurd. You need to explain yourself more clearly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not going to connect us. There's no way. Right. So she would be totally correct as far as the information, but absolutely wrong as far as the relationship. Mm -hmm. So for her to be able to say, I think I'm missing something here. And again, she's not missing it because she's bad, dumb, or, or, or wrong. She's missing it because I haven't said it to her mm -hmm. yet. And again, I was missing it because I didn't know what was happening right. for me. And so those three phrases, the ooh, what's happening, and I missed it, uh, are such a core foundation of what actually right. helps us to find out what's happening with ourselves as an individual right. So we can share it with our partner, but then also finding out what's happening with our partner. I can't help but just constantly, as you're talking, be thinking about how we are, you know, we're made to be fully known and fully loved. And that is what this is. I mean, we, we can't fully know each other until we, we dig down deep and think, what is happening for me? And that's when you're sharing what is happening for me, you really are sharing you're sharing in a level that truly helps you to truly be known. And I just think that's so beautiful. It gives such opportunity to connect in that way of just know, fully knowing and fully loving and experiencing being loved for where you are right now. Just like mm -hmm. the love of God. I mean, he meets us exactly where we are at. He knows everything about us and loves us so passionately and so deeply. And to be able to experience that with our spouse is just profoundly life-changing. I mean, it changes everything. And this has been, I mean, we are so on a learning <laughs> curve. We are learning, we are, but we are so determined to, to figure this out because it has been... I mean, it is completely life-changing for our, for our marriage. And we had a session with Glenn last week, just trying to work through some things that we were, you know, stuck on, I guess. And that was so, so helpful just in, mm -hmm. even since then, it's just helped us so much with just what am I feeling right now? What, what is going on for me right now? And then sharing that, even if it's just something completely out of the blue, which we never thought about doing before, but, but we've started doing that. I'm just, I'm going to share this with you because basically because Glenn said, <laughs> Glenn told me I should share go. this with you, you but go. it's, it's, um, you know, I'm, so I know I'm feeling something. I want to share it with you. And, and it's just, it has, it just, even though it can be very hard to share some things because, because they are so vulnerable. I mean, it is so much vulnerability, but it 
absolutely connects. It mm. brings your hearts together. If, if you're in that place of, of just understanding, I mean, both roles are so important, just the being vulnerable and sharing what is happening for you. And then the other role of, of just what you are saying, Phyllis, just, Ooh, you know, I hear you, I get that. And what's mm. happening for you. And I missed that. And how can I help? I mean, those, if you can do that with each other, it, it, it just changes everything. So we're yeah. so incredibly yeah. grateful for the mission God has called mm-hmm. you to. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as you were talking about that, I was just thinking about the, you can't be fully known unless there's vulnerability and mm-hmm. you can't be truly vulnerable unless you feel safe. And I think what what yeah. you have described is th- that's what happens in all of that is it shifts from the courtroom being defensive, trying to state your case. It shifts from that to how I think about it is it's it actually shifts to a kind of a genuine curiosity as to what's going on in you. Like what is happening yeah. and in instead of trying to be defensive about what I did to cause whatever that was. Uh, instead, it shifts. I can shift that mindset to just being curious about what's going on, and then by just saying "ooh" and and what's happening, uh, it it creates a, a safety where you can feel yeah. like you know I actually can do that without. Uh, when I know that that's going to be the response, and so that process of the wheel, and we're just working on all of that. It really helps to learn how to do that. Yeah. And one of the things we try to emphasize that part of the power of the connection codes is we're already coded this way. We're already hardwired this right. way. Right. When Kristen was 12 months old, she was always authentic, always transparent, always vulnerable all the time. She And she didn't do that because she's so dang smart. She decided to be that type of person. Every baby does that. Six months old, 10 months old, 12 months old. Mm. We just do that automatically. It's hardwired inside of us. Somewhere along the way, we get reprogrammed, but we never get recoded. We're this, and the beauty of that is it's already inside of us. Mm. We're not trying to teach you Latin mm. so that now you'll be able to wow. connect. You already know this language. You just forgot it, and we're just wow. reactivating it. Wow. Mm. I love that so much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know... Just in closing, talking about the courtroom, when you think about uh, the the pre-stages of courtroom in a relationship, mm-hmm. whether you're married or not, it's like you're in a playground setting, right? Like when the two of you met, you wanted to play together. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to do fun things together. You wanted to get to know there was that curiosity of who are you, you know, and because you think about in our lifetime, especially if you live in the United States and uh, very few arranged marriages happen. So we choose, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in a playground setting where we we want to, to be on the swings. And then we marry. And so often with so many couples, we mm-hmm. go into a courtroom where mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to prove who's right and who's wrong. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so to leave with that imagery of, wow, we need to get back to the playground. Mm. And I mentioned the courtyard because sometimes we're so wounded, we have to sit mm. for a while in the courtyard before mm. we can even make it back to the playground. Oh, wow. We have to sit with each other wow. and hear the pain yeah. in that courtyard, but yeah. we got to get out of the courtroom. Yeah. Like the courtroom is killing us. Wow. And realize, okay, so we need tools. And mm. the connection codes is 
we've we've just talked about one little piece, <laughs> right? Right. Episode one tiny piece. Mm. So if your listeners are going, okay, that sounded really interesting. There is so much more. Yes, and it's yes. it's taken decades to get here and to write this book, to write this master class, mm-hmm. and you know we want to offer it for your listeners specifically. Mm-hmm. Just uh, an opportunity to go to connectioncodes.co forward slash fearless, where they can download what we call the core emotion wheel, which yes. we've not even talked about today, right. but it's a very powerful tool. Yes. So you can get that for free along with the instructions and uh, a video that shows you how to use it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just if you want to jump right into a master class, uh, just use the uh, word fearless. And you can get 20% off mm. on one of our master classes. Mm. And That's, yes, there's a book out there on Amazon, but yes. we are very, very passionate mm. about sharing yeah. all of this because mm-hmm. of our own pain. Yes. And we don't want couples to have to drown in that pain and yeah. drown in that courtroom, constantly mm. feeling like they have to prove mm-hmm. why they're doing what they're doing. Mm. Yeah, Because most people, everybody I know, wants connection. They mm-hmm. want deep relationship. They have no idea how to do it. And the connection codes are the yes. blueprint, the language of how to accomplish that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Cannot recommend it enough. I mean, it is, I just feel like it's absolutely necessary for, for every person on the planet, honestly. So just can't recommend it enough. So we will definitely have that in our show notes and, and just encourage all of our listeners from the bottom of our hearts, please, please seek this out because you will be so grateful you did. It will, it will change your relationship. Yes, absolutely. I, I cannot agree more. And um, I'm wondering if you guys wouldn't be willing to come back for another episode. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. All will. right. Well, we will we will follow up with this conversation. And we thank you so much for joining us. And uh, it's just fun to to be able to listen to your story and then mm-hmm. see how your story has then allowed you to have such an impact on so many people. And I think, you know, so often our our story, especially those times when we're struggling, you know, in our story, those times feel so um, hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's so inspiring when you hear how somebody's story then becomes something that can really give God so much glory and can be so helpful, you know, to other people when you have the vulnerability and the willingness to do what you guys have done. So we, we truly appreciate it. It's made a difference in our lives and I know it's made a difference in a lot of other lives. So thank you so much. much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And so until next time. (laughs) Together, let's learn to love fearlessly. Fearlessly. 